Welcome to the Patricia Raskin Show, the program that helps you turn obstacles into opportunities, challenges into solutions, and find answers to tough questions. And now, the award-winning powerhouse voice of radio. Here's your host, Patricia Raskin. Hi, everyone, and we are back. And another powerful half hour on the Patricia Raskin Positive Living Show about how we can change you know, the way we think to really live happier, healthier, and more successful, and mostly joy-filled and lives joy-filled. My guest is Mary Catherine Volk. She is a spiritual medium, intuitive soul coach, entrepreneur, and author of Believe in Forever, Signs of Love from Departed Loved Ones. Believe in Forever is Mary Catherine's memoir. She's affectionately known as the ambassador between the worlds. A lifelong entrepreneur and founder of numerous businesses, Mary is currently the CEO of Insignia Gems and the treasurer of South County Filmmaker. She's studied with internationally known shamans and spiritual mediums. She has a private practice and conducts workshops and speaking engagements. And we're talking about Believe in Ever and how we can pick up those signs and messages from our loved ones who've departed. Welcome, Mary. Oh, thank you, Patricia, for having me on today. Great, great. So talk about this this own miracle. I mean, you had your own near-death experience, which, of course, helped you to understand the other side. Explain that to us. Yes, I, I say now that um, I, I feel that it was a miracle that I had it at a young age. I was six years old, and I had measles encephalitis and went into a coma. Um, and that it was extremely frightening. It was dark, and I didn't know where I was. But it was, it, it was an experience that took my consciousness out of my physical body and had me connect with the love of a grandfather. And he took me and just showered me with love. He took me to meet mm-hmm. other family members who hugged me and just showed me not to be afraid. Mm-hmm. I witnessed my grandfather in spirit put his arm around my mother in my hospital room and told her not to worry. Mary's going to be okay. Mm-hmm. Years later, she shared with me that um, she never believed what the doctors felt was my possible outcome. Now, here again, this goes back to your previous guest. Mm-hmm. She just knew I would be okay. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I know that. Go ahead. So, go, so yeah, let me ahead. ask you. Let me ask you, Mary. Let me ask you sure. when, when. So, when you had this near death experience and you were very young, yes. do you remember? Did you go? Did you see white light? You hear that all the time about people going to the yes. other side and seeing. Talk about what you saw. Okay. Yeah. If you wanted me to go into that in more detail, um, what I did was I just remember being in my hospital bed after being at home. So suddenly I didn't know where I was. And I had doctors all around my bed with masks, and I heard them say, we don't know what's wrong with her. We don't know. I don't know what's wrong with her. And then I went into total darkness, complete blackness, which was extremely scary. But then there was light. There was light, like they say, at a tunnel. But for me, it was at a very distant point. So I, I, it was light, and there was a love. I, I, sense, I, I had a sense of warmth and love coming from it. So I felt my body literally like I floated towards it. I lifted towards it. And then I noticed at the end of this tunnel, this light, there was a 
a gentleman. There was a man standing there, and he was very warm. I could feel his love coming to me. He had a three-piece suit on, which for some reason I remember very distinctly. He was thin. He had white hair, and he held his hand out to me, and I just, I just floated to his hand, and he took my hand, and then he just said, it's, it's okay, it's okay, and then he brought me to a big open park where there was, mm. there was a river, there was music playing, there were all these people having like a, a big festival, and when it was green, green grass, I mean, it was very beautiful, there were wonderful smells of food, and there were a bunch of women that were all together, and they turned and noticed him coming with me. And they got all excited and came running over and started hugging me. And I didn't know who they were, but, but I knew they knew me, which it was so there was a little bit of a bizarre point there. But, you know, as a child, oh, my God, these people love me, so I'm not going to tell them I, you know, you know I'll, I'll just take this love. Um, and staying in that realm with them, for me, it seemed like it was just maybe a day, but I actually was in a coma for six days. Wow. I did not go into fear. I did not go into fear. Mm-hmm. And I believe my body did not go into fear. Mm-hmm. And I believe that that's really how I survived because I was the only child in a whole ward of a measles encephalitis epidemic wow. that came out of it and without long-term uh, repercussions. Well, I- and and I think this is my sense. I think this ties in to your life going forward because I know you and, and I've looked at and I've read the book mm-hmm. and I know you talk about you were very happily married to a wonderful man who died young. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I, I'm wondering if you now have been able to handle this much better than you would have if you hadn't gone through this experience. Oh, without question. Without question, it's what got me through my husband's death at age 46 and also five deaths before that of young people when they were in wow. their 20s and 30s. Wow. And, and it wasn't because I had this experience um, and my mother and I could sp- speak openly about it. Um, we were able to, when, the, when these young people started dying, we would openly speak to each other and share dreams that we had had or messages that we had received from them. And it's really what got us through some of those deaths. And it's the, it's the, in what I learned in the near-death experience is there is, it is only love. There is eternal love on the other side and that they're not that far away from us. When I was in that hospital room and the doctors were saying that they didn't, they didn't know what was wrong with me, my mother and father are standing there and I got afraid and I know my mother and father were afraid. My, her father, that ended up being my mother's father who took me. He came and took me so that I would not be afraid. And then he also, he told my mother that I was going to be all right. And then she did not go ahead and make funeral arrangements or anything like that because she did not believe what the doctors told her, that I may never wake up or I may never be right. Mm. So mm-hmm. it's that level of fear. I think when we go into what somebody says is, is the final, you know, um, diagnosis or verdict, and we believe it, um, we're, in some ways we're helping to, to bring it along. Whereas by me having the near-death experience and being with them, 
I, my physical body did not go into fear, and my mother did not go into fear. She just knew. She held that thought that I was going to be all right, and wow. I was. So then, amazing part of yeah, it's amazing, and I was blessed because I, I I went to I was in first grade at the time at Catholic schools, and this was not something I could openly talk about um, in school. But like I said, I was blessed that I could talk about it at home, and just just knowing that love really is eternal, and we mm-hmm. we will see each other again. They're not far from us if we need them. If, if something's going on in our life, it's, um, we can ask and, them for help. Right. And, Mary, what you do now is you work with people to help them get in touch with those departed loved ones, correct? It's correct. In and, their own intuitive and, ability. Right. And you, one of the things you talk about in your book and also I wanted to talk about today are signs. Mm-hmm. You know, people are always saying, mm-hmm. is there a sign, you know, that that loved one who's departed is contacting me? What, what are some of the signs, Mary? Yeah, there's so many of them. And each person is unique in spirit as they were here on the earth. So usually it's a sign. They try to send you a sign that you will recognize that it's them. In other words, if you had a, a, a father who was always picking up dimes or picking up pennies, they may, it may be a penny that's a sign for them. Someone who loved rainbows will send rainbows. Um, birds, butterflies, birds are very popular. Cardinals especially, red cardinals. A lot of times mm-hmm. they're our mothers. Um, and what they'll do, they'll come in at an odd time, or they may come and land on the screen in your, in your kitchen when you're doing dishes and look in at you, you know? <laughs> what about, like Mary, very, Mary, what about squirrels? Squirrels? Hmm. Squirrels, yes. Any animal as well. Any animal really? can be the same. Like, I have squirrels Hawks. that keep coming up on my deck. They must come up every, and they sit there. And they look at you? Um, I don't know if they look at me, but they sit there for a while. And, um, okay. Yeah. Well, so I would say, you know, pay attention to what time it is when this happens, what okay. day it is, because usually when our loved ones will come, are on our birthday, their birthday, anniversaries, holidays, the, the, mm. the anniversary of the passing of their death, um, in signs like numbers. A lot of times people will get the number of a birthday or maybe the time of death that somebody passed. And that will be reoccurring or something out of the blue. You'll, automat- you'll just all of a sudden turn and look at the clock in the kitchen and you say, oh, my God, it's 111. You know, it's that repetition of numbers. Um, that is a sign from them. Another thing is they'll turn on, they can turn on the radio. They can affect the electrical current going through the house because they're energy. So that means they can turn the radio on and that your favorite song will come on, their favorite song. They can blink lights, dim lights. Um, you may also, to some people, depending on what your intuitive ability is, some people may feel um, goosebumps. Goosebumps are a good one. Goosebumps and chills. Mm. If you get a goosebump or chill, it's very important to stop at that moment and say, okay, what was I just thinking about? What did I just say? And whatever you were talking about or saying, whoever that was, that is a very clear indication that they're with you at that moment. 
Fascinating. So Fascinating. take that time. What, uh, Mary, take what would you say to people who have lost someone, either recently or not mm-hmm. recently, and they're really having mm-hmm. a hard time? I mean, they're just, they're in tremendous grief, and it's, it's interfering with them moving on. What advice would you give? Yeah, my, my advice to them would be, first of all, um, start each day in gratitude. Get up. And get outside in nature. Get outside and take a walk. And just see the beauty in nature at that moment. And and connect in with the earth. Really connect in. Most people, it's hard to stay in deep state of grief and depression if you're out in nature. So and that's the key, too. You have to raise your vibration a lot of times in order to be able to... to to receive the sign. It's not that they're not there with you, but it's that you're at a lower vibration when you're extremely sad or in a deep state of depression. Your energy is very low at that point. And mm-hmm. just like they call a psychic medium um, that can get communications from the other side, the word medium, the definition of that is what they do is they meet the spirit halfway. They raise their energy and the spirit lowers theirs to meet halfway. So mm. what you have to do is you have to take time to, to bring yourself back to a state of joy. Take a walk on the beach. Get, take a walk in the woods. Be out in nature. Do something that you always love to do with them. But you need to do that several times a day. And then look for the signs. Start looking for the signs. And if you do it every day, and try to be in gratitude and think of the wonderful life you had with them and know that it's just a very short time that you're here mm-hmm. between in, in time wise and you'll yeah. be reunited with them. And, and again, and and let's, let's use you helping. as an example of this, Mary. I know that you had a wonderful marriage with your husband. You lost him very young. How do you stay connected yeah. to him? Um, I stay connected with him um, by asking for his help, thanking him, um, if something is going on, even telling, sharing, sharing things with him, uh, a b- birth of new grandchildren and whatnot. Um, but mostly knowing that it's, it's a journey that for whatever reason, you know, he was not meant to live a long, a long a, a lifetime. But I also feel he was part of this book. I never would have written this book had I not lost him. Because I had the other losses, but it was his loss. And him proving without a doubt that he was actually at our daughter's wedding by appearing, uh, showing orbs in pictures, three different cameras, three different photographers, strategically mm. where he would have been standing if he were in physical and at the wedding. So mm. that's why I'm going to chill. I got to chill when I just said that, um, mm. that um, I felt that it was kind of at that point, uh, it was my mission to share this information with other families mm. so that they could uh, and, feel the comfort that my family yeah. has been able to experience. Yeah. You know, you told me a story, um, because we've talked before, that I thought was great. It was a sign of when your children were little, and I think you were disciplining them, and then there was a sign from your husband <laughs> with wind chimes. Talk yes. about that. I thought that was great. 
Okay, this is so funny. I had a big, beautiful kitchen with a big bar, you know, so the kids could sit there while I was cooking and everything. And the windows were shut, but there was a beautiful wind chime in my kitchen window. And my girls were teenagers at the time when he passed, and they were asking to go and do something that weekend. And I said, no, no, you can't go. And they said, "Um, Daddy, if Daddy were here, he would let us go. Well, with that, the wind chime started shaking, and there was no wind, no nothing. And even the two of them, their eyes were like wide open. And I said, "See, that's your father." He said, "He's saying no to." And at that, what could they say? <laughs> it's like it's, it was beyond me at that point. So, and and that's what I did all the time. To tell you the truth, I even told them, you know, don't think you're going to sit up there on a cloud and meditate all day and leave me with these two kids. <laughs> I'm going to need your help, and, and, you, and you better be here. So like a good husband, he listened. <laughs> That's, you know. But, no, we used that, uh, we used that a lot, and um, he did come through and very strongly with wind chimes. It was a way of asking yes and no answers. Tell us uh, how people can get your book and what, you know, what is the message of your book and how the book can help them, particularly when they've lost someone recently. Yeah. Um, first of all, you can get my book. Um, on, it's on Amazon, Believe in Forever, How to Recognize Signs from Departed Loved Ones. It's also on my website at marycatherinevoke.com. If you want an autographed copy, you can get it through my website, and I'll autograph it for you or make it out for someone. Um, and the main thing that I teach is where I felt great sadness was when people would lose a loved one and they felt they had to go to a medium to get a message. And I would say to them, they're here with you. You just need to to really get in touch with your own intuitive ability. We're all naturally intuitive. So that's really what my book is about. It's going into detail about what the specific signs are, how, how you may be able to receive them, whether you see them, feel them, um, are able some people are able to um, actually see physically with their eyes. Others, it's just a knowingness. But my book goes into detail about all the different ways, the various ways your loved ones can give you a sign, and then you being able to um, fine tune it and and recognize it. Because once you acknowledge it, that that are you here, then they will continue to give you that same sign. And it's, a, it's actually a wonderful experience to be able to um, utilize it and know and know that even though physically they're gone, yeah. uh, their love I, is still there I, with you. I had an experience recently where I was given a gift, totally unexpected, from a mm-hmm. friend of my dad. My dad and I were very close, and so my dad passed, mm-hmm. and I met this friend through my dad. And I saw him occasionally mm-hmm. here and there, but then I bumped into him. And he handed me this amazing gift, and I just knew that was, I knew my father had orchestrated that. It was just too coincidental and strange Mm -hmm. that kind of out of the blue, this friend of my dad, who I've known for years, you know, offered this to me. So it was, I really feel that was a sign from my father. It was a sign from your father, and that's another good point about a sign, too. Sometimes our loved ones will work through someone that's here in the physical Yes. You may yes. bump into somebody and they may say something totally out of it. could be a total stranger that will say a phrase to you that's a phrase that your father always said to you. And they may, or that sometimes too, somebody will even look like your loved one. 
especially from the back when they're walking, and then you'll swear it's them. And they'll turn, and they look very, very familiar. But, you, of course, you know it's not them. But that also is a sign that they're there. You're taking, that's happened to me several times walking the seawall at Narragansett Beach. I think my loved one is in front of me. They look just, they have to walk everything. And for me, that's them saying, yes, we always love to take this walk on the beach. We're walking mm-hmm. with you. Mm-hmm. So to think of it that way, and they can, and, and what a beautiful gift. Yeah. What a beautiful Wonderful. gift. Wonderful. Yeah. Um, when, yeah. How can people work with you? Get, get, tell us your website. And you work long distance as well, correct? Yes. I can do Skype. I, we can do phone. So, again, if you go to my website, and it's M-A-R-Y, Mary, Catherine with a C, C-A-T-H-E-R-I-N-E dot com, CatherineVoke.com, or they can email me at Mary C. Voke author at gmail.com. Okay. That's kind of a mouthful, isn't it? <laughs> That's right. And the name of the book is Believe in Forever, Believe in Signs forever. of Love from Departed Loved Ones. Loved Ones. Yes, and people can go on my website, too, because I do a lot of book signings. I'm at a lot of events. So if they are in Rhode Island or in the New England area, uh, they'll get an opportunity to meet me, talk with me, you know, talk to me. Uh, I love talking to people and, and hearing some of their stories as well. And then they could book an appointment at that time, too. Yeah, that's wonderful. Closing thoughts. What would you like to leave our listeners with? I would say don't be afraid. There's nothing to fear except fear itself. Let go of the fear and trust what you, you know in your heart. Just bring your loved one's love into your heart and don't be afraid. There's been too much taboo about death in our Western society. I like to say they're they're only a breath away. (laughs) Well, and I think you came into this life to be able to help people. I mean, all the signs are there. Yes. Your website again is? M-A-L-Y-C-A-T-H-E-R-I-N-E. He is in Victor, O-L-K, dot com. Thanks so much for so being my phone. I really appreciate Thank it. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. Stay on the line for a minute. All right, folks, that wraps up this edition of the Patricia Raskin Positive Living Show right here on Voice America, America's Voice, voiceamerica.com, the Variety Channel. You can find me at, and I would love to hear from you, Patricia Raskin, Raskin Resources on Facebook, or write to me, Patricia, at patriciaraskin.com. I'll send you a copy of my newsletter, which I send out the first of every month. Until next time, stay healthy, stay happy, get the support you need, and know you can make your dreams come true. I'm Patricia Raskin. Bye for now. Thank you for tuning in to this week's edition of The Patricia Raskin Show. Be sure to join Patricia Raskin and another amazing guest next Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have an outstanding week.